It's Randalicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overton. You may know me better as SEMrush's head of communications, but I'll remind you that this podcast has nothing to do with that. This is pure, unofficial Morty magic and Morty mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? At the SEORant.com or just Google SEO Rant. It's really hard to find things today. Um, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, and terrible podcasts are found. Thanks to the ingenious device of RSS feeds, we're there. When does the SEO rant come out? Typically on Thursdays, weekly on Thursdays. This is not my official job. I don't get paid to do this. I should get paid to do this, but I don't. So if I don't have time to do an episode, I don't put one out. But typically on Thursdays, but it does make sense to subscribe because every once in a while I won't put out an episode. And if you subscribe wherever you consume your podcast, you'll get automatically notified. That's what it means to subscribe. Anyway. For your listening pleasure today, I love this person. She's one of my favorite people in the digital marketing space. I've been trying for weeks to get her on this pod. We've had to move this around like a gazillion times. So I'm super happy we finally get to sit down. She is now the VP of Strategic Marketing at AdZuma. It's the one. It's the only drum roll. Please, I have no sound effects. We don't have a drum roll. Nava Hopkins. Oh my God, Morty, you are one of my absolute favorite people too. And I am so, 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 so glad that we we're able to have this conversation and we'll rant at each other and it will be great and all good things. Sweet. So today we're talking about why PPC is not as good as SEO. I'm kidding. Um, today we're talking. Good, good is, and you all can't see facial expressions, but like that was a very intentional, like let's solicit a facial yeah, that was the uh, response. <laughs> I was just um, But like- Good is an adjective and all things are relative. Uh, and there is actually an argument to be made that depending on where you are in your business, PPC and or SEO can be better, worse, the same, different. So for- true. Who has, Rand Fishkin has a post about this where he, on Spark Tour, where he goes through the different like stages of the business cycle for remembering this um, or business development and which platforms are, are better or worse at that particular moment. Like if you're getting started, for example, like social is great. If you have a social following, instead of waiting for, I mean, you should do SEO. It'll take you six months to a year to get going. So go on social, get a bunch of people to buy your stuff or to take ads out, PPC too. Not to, I'm not discounting the PPC part of that. Well, so what's, what's really interesting is that um, depending on, again, what your goals are, what where, where you are in, in, in your business journey, um, Sometimes PPC is great. Sometimes it will bury you with success uh, and you're not, you don't have the operational mechanics to, to handle the leads. Other times um, you might be uh, dealing with lear- learning uh, periods that just are, are not going to suit your business. And so it, it, it makes sense to invest that time and energy into content or it makes that, it makes sense to invest it into, into other strategies. Uh, because the auction prices are just not going to make sense. So um, when we say PPC isn't as good as SEO, there are times when PPC absolutely wipes <laughs> the floor with SEO and it's great. And we all sit there and are like, ha, 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 ha. But in reality, um, it's it's more of a teamwork thing and collaborating to make sure that we're we're working together to ultimately advance the brand. Uh, and that the brand is leveraging the tools it needs in the moment that it needs them. I concur. And but that brings us to the focal point of our conversation, which is I have no idea what's going on in PPC anymore. It's insane. 
every three seconds, you, know, you head to search engine land or whatever, this update, that, and then you have Microsoft updating something, then Google's updating something, and then that one's up. I'm done. <laughs> we are too. <laughs> uh, there's there's a there's a there's a lot of doneness to, to go around um to briefly sum up the themes of, of changes uh the big the big 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 change uh is in regards to uh automation and how much is being automated so uh google and microsoft uh, in june I always forget if it's the 20th or the 22nd. I like, I'm 90, I'm always 99% sure it's the 22nd, but then there's this like 1% it's the 20th. Either way, in June, late June, 2022, uh, you will no longer be able to create or edit new expanded text ads. Why that's interesting, important, meaningful is that one of the best strategies for managing responsive search ads is that you would actually teach the algorithm with your expanded text ads, which the human created and have across the board data shows perform better than responsive search ads, use them to teach the responsive search ads. So even though Google and Microsoft might give more screen and improved upon uh, by that expanded text ad. So if you're not able to create net new ones, what do you do? So a lot of the, the action in uh, the PPC side of things is we all have these dates that we've been given what are the things we need to do now to go prep? So we're on the SEO side, there's like, we have hunches about what might be happening. We have like these ideas of what might be happening. Uh, and then we were just waiting for the next core update to see if our hunches were correct. On the PPC side, we have the luxury of being told the hammer is gonna drop. This is going to happen. There is no avoiding it, but there are things you can do. So let's, let's go do them. Um, the other major change, and this is one that I think is actually or data-driven attribution, that is being made available as the default um, attribution model uh, for all accounts uh, on the Google side. And the reason why that's so interesting is that historically you needed 600 conversions in a 30-day period, which that sounds like quite a lot, and it is, uh, depending on, on, on the size of your business. So uh, if you have... Uh, suddenly DDA being made available for everyone, the question is, well, is it going to work for everybody? Are we going to be able to trust our conversion data? Is, is it going to uh, teach the, the machine in a meaningful way? So there's this kind of question of, do we trust conversions? Do we not? Are we kind of going the way of Facebook where you track landing page visits to build conversions that the system will serve our ads? Like what's, what's going on there? So there's this I'm actually very excited about DDAB made available. The cynic in me remembers when we were told we no longer needed a certain threshold of conversions for bidding strategies, but then we did. <laughs> um, so it's it's just a whole bunch of get your get get all of your items together, prep, and and know that there are deadlines that have been given to us and and, and work for, work forward. So, uh, how am I doing on the just ranting about whatever? I just like, are out. we, are we, are we off, off and going? <laughs> oh, we're off and going. I just, I just blacked out. I had like a Will Ferrell and old school moment. I just completely blacked out, which is kind of my point. <laughs> Let's say you're, you're with an, you're on a digital marketing team. You're either an agency or an in-house team, all these things, right? I'm on the SEO side. You're on the PPC side. How do we make this jive together? Because it's what you just said sounded amazing. It seems great. 
how do I keep up with all of that? Understand where, where there's implications for on the SEO and the organic growth side of things. I can imagine it's being very difficult for a marketing manager or VP of whatever. And then you on the other side, understanding what the hell is happening with the SEO and keeping that in mind for whatever you're doing. So the most important action item, uh, and this is one for those of you who've heard me uh, speak before, uh, you'll, you'll, this will sound very familiar. It's actually build in collaboration time, that there should always be a standing, whether it's once a week, once those, and it's the content and also sales and CS, like everyone gets in a room and talks through what's going on in the business, what's happening, how can we collaborate? Some very specific areas that I find are often overlooked when it comes to PPC and SEO collaboration. Uh, number one is in analytics and search term data sharing and, and collaborating there on sources of truth. Um, so with the DDA example, um, the default um, attribution model in analytics is last click. And, right. um, but SEOs uh, at least should be familiar with looking at all the different models. So mm -hmm. as on the PPC side, uh, we are being migrated over to DDA, to DDA, or we make the choice to switch to a different attribution model. Uh, that should absolutely be done in concert with the SEO teams, looking at analytics, looking at performance, and seeing where those different uh, traffic sources are coming from. Uh, the other, and this is this kind of should be like a no-brainer, but it's it, it bears uh, repeating. Um, any landing pages that are uh, being set up for PPC should be no index, no follow. You ideally yeah. should not be sending traffic uh, to, uh, unless it's the, the homepage, um, to the, the core organic site. And there's a couple of really specific reasons for this. Um, number one, uh, the rules of engagement technically for SEO and PPC are very different. So in SEO, typical content can be an issue. Um, if the content is too thin, that can be an issue. Uh, if there isn't enough uh, kind of navigational pulls, and by the way, Morty, if I'm speaking complete nonsense, please correct me. No, no, um, we, I, this is what my presentation from public. We were, you were the the MC of my PubCon talk with uh, yeah. Brian Massey so, about this, literally. Yeah, about so like there's, there's a certain rules there where on the PPC side, like we need people going directly to where they need to go. Like we, we want a variable test up to wazoo. And so uh, we're going to be using a lot of templates. So it tends to make sense to have the landing pages be no index, no follow. Sometimes you can put them on subdomains. Sometimes you can put them as just uh, a different slug on, on the main site, um, but you want those pages, no index, no follow. The other core reason for this um, the quality score uh, bot, uh, so Google's bot that crawls the page to kind of come up with that quality score can eat into crawl budget. So if you're a larger site and you're advertising a lot of things, you on the organic side, you might not want to eat the crawl budget uh, for uh, the PPC team, but like the PPC team needs that in order to, to be able to get quality scores that will uh, feed the machine and, and give their campaigns a good ad rank. Uh, this, by the way, is a very technical dive in. So I apologize if that went like no, no, no. way off the deep end. But that was good. That um, was, but like that, that is something that that's really, really important. And shout out to Jory Ford, um, who who brought that up uh, initially in one of her talks uh, at uh, now DMO was uh, Advanced Search Summit. Right. But yeah, like there's just, there's a number of like little things that you can do. Uh, the other final little thing I'll share is 
uh, when it comes to search terms, PPCs, we got them back. We had it taken away from us, the full right. search term data right. reports. Absolutely share that content um, and let profitable converting ideas inform content strategy. Uh, because if you can get that traffic for free, you should. Um, and vice versa, if there are ideas that just are going to take way too long to rank, but you, you know that they're important, um, begin just by by having, whether it's search campaigns or even display campaigns that can blitz the market and, and build an audience to then target to, uh, that, that can be very powerful. Can I pick your brain about it? You just brought something up that made me, made me wonder about something. Um, sure. Okay, so you have a, let's say it's a, uh, let's make it a landing page for argument's sake. That's, yeah, that's a better example, actually. It's a landing page. You can run an ad for the, for the, for the keyword, for your main money keyword. You also rank really well organically. And it's highly possible that by bidding on your, on the, on the keyword, you're actually pushing your organic results below the fold. Which one do you take? So, you're not, it's not a question of pushing the organic listing below the fold. It's a matter of playing defense uh, because when you bid on something, you are in, you are in, you're taking a spot that your competitor would otherwise take. So right. if you're, if you relinquish that spot uh, and, and the data actually shows that more people will scroll past uh, the Man. paid ads to go to the organic listings. Right. Uh, it's just, it's the ones that are in the moment to buy. Like that's, that's who tends to click on ads. Uh, the more important thing that you're doing by taking that spot is ensuring that your competitors don't, because right. what often happens when people relinquish, say their branded terms, or they relinquish, um, important products and services is that competitors move in, swoop in, no, the and then it becomes terms. much, much harder to, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go, go for it. Sorry. I didn't interrupt you. You're um, right. Well, well, what, what will happen is that they'll swoop in and it becomes much harder to, to take it back because either they've driven up the cost of that idea too much uh, or from just a search result page standpoint um, and, and also a paid standpoint, if you don't run something, like say you pause a campaign, you reset the learning periods, it, it takes a long time to get it back. So if you have a, an established campaign that's driving you results, and you say you have an organic content strategy that's beginning to pick up, you actually want to run both. Because if you turn off your paid um, and say organic for whatever reason falls off, you're not going to be able to just switch paid back on. Like it, you, you want to keep them both running to play defense against competitors, but then also um, it, it, in case you were able to provide that perfect experience on the, on the paid, uh, versus whatever the organic experience was uh, organically, uh, you you have both. That's really good. This is perfect an example of a synthesis between SEO and PPC and why being able to communicate between both sides of the equation is really, really important. I think like I, we have is like a similar thing. Like we have um, a lot of like education and and a lot of, you know, there, there's, we're SEMrush, Right, but there's a lot of people who don't know about either SEO or PPC or digital marketing. They 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 do whatever it is that they do, and there's a lot of education around. Like, hey, let's learn an SEO tool or a PPC tool or a content marketing tool. You need to understand about SEO, PPC, and content marketing, and beyond. I find that one of the things that really helps is to be really digestible with it. In other words, you could sit there, you could throw a ton of PPC information like you did at the beginning of this podcast, and I just blanked out. I went dark. I went to a, into my safe place and said, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm very scared right now. 
but if you break this down a little bit more, one thing a day, two things a day, or, you know, here's a really important update that happens that goes a long way. Like, I don't think you need to, or I would say I would be careful of trying to make this like a quick sprint because it's really more of a marathon kind of thing. 100%, 100%. And it's interesting hearing that like BDA or the ads, like that was like the, the blank out. Cause like, I will admit sometimes uh, when it comes to certain technical things. So like, for example, uh, cumulative layout shift, right. uh, it took me a solid, uh, I'll give it like eight to 14 hours of reading and digesting content and, and like really, um, submersing myself in the content to fully understand CLS, um, and, and how it plays into not just SEO, but also PPC and like, how can we, uh, serve the brand well by honoring really what's an SEO concept and, and baking that into PPC. Uh, because to be frank, if, if you violate the rules of CLS, um, with you, you are, you are going to, um, have your, your landing page marked by Google and, and you might actually get your ad disapproved. Um, so there's just, and, and just for folks that don't know, a uh, human of layout shift is how much the items on the page shift um, upon render. Right. Um, I believe the rule is whatever happens. I think it is. It, I think it's five seconds after render is when it counts, and seventy five percent of uh, the the user base has to have a positive experience. So, right. like the edge case where someone's internet is crappy, or um, there's just like some weird ad blocker issue. Sure, but if so long as seventy five percent right have all, a great experience five seconds from render yeah. yeah or 75th percentile sorry no you're good but yes thank you for correcting me no no problem um, a million times but like that that's that's one of those things that i think, think not enough ppcs pay attention to but that's actually very very important so there's technical topics on both sides that do need to be brought to the fore um, and shared and have that empathy uh built right so this is a that's a, the CLS is a great example. It's really really complicated. I mean, there's a whole bunch. There was a whole issue that Google had with um with single page applications because the way it's cumulative. So if mm-hmm. Google's monitoring the entire set. If there's more shifts and shifts and shifts and shifts, it's just endless. But the way that JavaScript triggers on a single page application, it looked like when you went from page to page, like it was one session. So it was just cumulative of every every single page you were looking at. Google was measuring the CLS from the initial time you landed on the site all the way through all the pages you're looking at. And of course your CLS sucked. Now Google since fixed that, but it's really complicated and it's really hard. I mean, that's what makes this whole thing. I think the changes that are happening are so difficult sometimes or so hard to understand, even on the SEO side. I know like a PPC side, like I used to try to keep up with it and I just gave up. But even on the SEO side, there's a lot of things happening, whether it's the technical changes like the core web vitals or whether what's happening in the algorithm or you talk about quality rate or guidelines and what's happening in those and does that impact rankings or does it not impact rankings or where's Google heading with all this and how might it impact rankings? Of course, the quality rate or guidelines don't impact rankings. It's a lot of stuff to digest. So this is something that I've I've been working on and this is this is less of a, 
a technical thing and more of just like a career growth thing. Um, I've been trying to make a concerted effort to not default to the technical jargon when it comes to explaining uh, PPC mm-hmm. or digital marketing in general. Because um, one, one of the things that's really interesting is that uh, the average SMB who is, who tends to be who who I serve I've my for those of you who don't know my my background I've I've worked across thousands of, of SMB accounts also some enterprise and agency but a lot of SMB um, those SMBs they're they're all really really smart and clever and brilliant and wonderful it's just a completely different discipline it's like if we were to be thrown in to a, into a surgeon's room and and told like all right here's all the things you need to know. Yeah. have at it. Like there, it's just, it, it's not reasonable that someone can absorb all of that. So um, part of the reason why I began the conversation of like, there are themes of things or themes of things that people are paying attention to is that if you can, if we can take a step back and bucket things into themes. So for example, the privacy first web uh, and how it's a lot more important that we have consensual conversations with our prospects and customers, as opposed to nagging them with remarketing. Um, it's really, really important that we are owning our sources of truth, that, uh, data is not just locked behind the platforms that we, we have our own internal systems that can, um, speak to them. Uh, and again, that the SC, the SEO side of the house, the business intelligence data analysis side of the house can also feed into, um, because at, at, at the end of the day, it's all of digital marketing at by the nature of what it is, has jargon to it. Um, it's not as important that you understand the jargon as it is that you understand what it is that you are trying to achieve and what channel is best suited to you. So kind of how our conversation started, um, not every business is going to be a good fit for PPC. Just like not every business is going to be a good fit for a robust SEO plan uh, because they quite honestly might not have uh, the budget for it. Um, technical and content SEO is expensive and it's like, you have to constantly be feeding into it. Um, and it, and you just might not have the wherewithal for that kind of strategy. So it's, it's about understanding what gains can you achieve with the resources that you have? Um, and why are you pursuing what you're pursuing? Like if you're pursuing something to just to get more customers, um, but you're not necessarily looking at your internal ability to support those customers, that's a wasted effort because you're probably acquiring and then turning them out. Um, if you're trying to build brand awareness um, and, and market consideration, um, you absolutely should not be focused on the more expensive transactional search, like focus more on video, focus more on social, focus more on display, because that's what that channel is, that, that's what that channel is good for. Um, that if point that makes jargon sense. is such a good point. I'll, I'll tell you. So when I was at Wix, you're talking with people who are just, you know, they're just businesses and they're trying to create a digital presence. It's not unique to Wix. Wix. This is unique to people who are trying to run a business who are not necessarily digital savvy or not as digital savvy as you and I might be. Mm. You talk about things like keywords and they're like, what? I mean, they understand the of a keyword I type. That's a thing I type into Google. Or, but from a from a content perspective, from an SEO perspective, the idea of just what's very basic to us of keywords is confusing. 
and what you might take oh keywords are confusing like (laughs) on the paid side they are confusing um so i don't know if you saw the whole twitter thread that went down um but close variance in keywords now i.e how google matches what keyword you choose to bid on to what the user searches in in google uh now matches to uh different languages that mean the same thing as what your keyword is And initially everyone was super pissed about this uh, because I bid on it in one language and you're serving it in another, like what the hell? Well, in fact, what Google is doing, and this is something that I don't think a human would naturally do, is looking for who are the bi- who are, who's bilingual, who's trilingual. And you're able to get a cheaper click. Granted, the ad's not in the, in the language, the landing page not, is not in the language, so the odds of conversion are lower. Um, but it's a more pluralistic way of, of looking at the world. Um, and so when people think about exact match versus broad match and, and all these things, like the match types really don't matter anymore, or at least not in the way that they used to. Uh, what more matters is who are you trying to reach and what message are you bringing to them to, to help them understand why you're the best solution? And just when you hear it explained that way, it makes so much sense which is also a good place to end this podcast on ending on something that actually makes sense. Nava, where can people find you? Uh, so you can find me on Search Engine Journal. I am the Ask the PPC. Uh, right. I will include a link to submit a question for the Ask the PPC uh, monthly column uh, if, if folks would like. Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nava F. Uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, and of course, uh, you can find me at Adzuma. Uh, nava at adzuma.com. Uh, I'm always happy to help, always uh, happy to, to support. Uh, we actually have uh, in our Adzuma community an Ask the Expert where I will answer literally any question you have. So uh, if you would like to get kind of an in-the-moment answer, uh, Thursdays at 12.30 Eastern, uh, pop into the Adzuma community, and I am I am more than happy to, to answer those questions for you. Amazing. And on TikTok, where can people find you? Uh, I've not, I'm the worst. <laughs> I, I have not yet done TikTok. Guess. I have PPC puppy on Instagram for, for where you can get PPC advice from, from HK, uh, my dog. Uh, I've yet to do TikTok. I'm starting to do all my guests now. Like, you know, like it's unsuspected, but yes, what's your TikTok profile? And so far, no one's been like, oh yeah, here's my TikTok profile. I was like, yeah, I don't really do that. <laughs> We're getting old. Um, anyway, where can you find, I'm getting old. Maybe you're not, but I'm definitely getting old. I'm a boomer. Where can you find the SEO Rand again at the srn.com wherever you found it this time that you're listening now so just do that again next week anyway now i thank you so much for coming on really appreciate it it's always really nice to talk to you and uh toodles <laughs>